0: Uh, well, again, this morning we're going to be looking at those two words that God has for us. His word, his message of law and gospel. And, and maybe the distinction between the two words is uh, simple for us. Uh, after all, as I showed earlier, it's pretty clear, right? The, the law is the commands, the gospel is the gift. And, and actually, we heard a, a really great and clear example of, of both the law and the gospel in our readings for today. In our Old Testament reading, we heard the Ten Commandments, right? Pretty clearly law, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And then in our gospel reading, we heard this beautiful good news, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. A beautiful gospel. And so maybe the distinction between the two seems uh, obvious or simple. But the truth is uh, that I think we muddy the two together all of the time. And, and in fact, uh, one of our Lutheran forefathers once said that the ability to distinguish law from gospel is the highest theological skill that anyone can acquire. Uh, and that anyone who is rightly able to distinguish God's word of law from his gospel and keep the two clear and distinct is worthy of a doctorate in theology. And so my goal for us today is for all of you to leave with uh, PhDs in theology. Um, we'll see if that happens. Um, uh, but again, I think the truth is that, uh, that we know in our minds the difference between God's word of law and his, or in his gospel, the command and the promise, but in our practical everyday lives, we confuse the two uh, more often than we should. Um, and part of the reason is because we love the law. Uh, built into our human nature, it is inherent in us. We are conditioned to be people who live according to the law. Work hard and you get a reward. Do what you're supposed to do and uh, you will get your wages. Uh, That's built into our American way of thinking. But even as Christians, Christians love the law. Uh, There are some Christians who want nothing more than to have God's law, his Ten Commandments posted in every uh, courthouse across this nation, right? You don't hear about too many Christians wanting to hang a cross or write John 3.16 above the judge's head, but some people sure want to see those Ten Commandments in the courthouse. Nothing wrong with God's law. God's law is good, but we love the law. Go into many Christian bookstores today, and many of the top sellers will be all about law. Uh, You'll see books with the titles like uh, 10 Practical Tips to Draw Closer to Jesus, or Seven Principles to Living a a Better Life of Discipleship, or Five Healthy Habits and How You Can Walk More Closely to Your Lord. A good uh, healthy, helpful, but law, right? You do this. You follow these commands. You uh, do these habits. That's, that's law. Important to keep uh, that distinction clear. Um, the truth is, though, but because we love the law, what we tend to do is make the gospel, the good news, the free gift, dependent upon the law. Uh, and let me give you an example. Um, A while back, it's been a while now, I was at a coffee shop getting some work done. Not a surprise to anyone who knows me. Uh, And and sitting across from me was a young mom and her young daughter. Uh, They seemed to be out on a midweek mommy-daughter date grabbing some coffee together. Uh, Sounds cute, right? Uh, It wasn't cute. Uh, mainly because the little girl was not cute, I'm sorry, but she was a terror. She was running around this coffee shop like crazy, touching things she shouldn't touch, going indoors she shouldn't go in. At one point, there was these uh, large uh, floor-to-ceiling windows, and she would get a running head start and run into them as hard as she could, bounce back, and just laugh and giggle. And I'm just thinking, uh, she's going to break the windows, and she is going to break. When is mom going to say something? Uh, But this mom was very patient. Uh, very kind Uh, but finally she knew the mom seemed to know that she needed to lay down the law and so she picks up her little girl she draws her close holds her tight uh, looks at her in the eyes and says something like uh, if I remember right stop it (laughs) Uh, she said uh, you have to stop it you have to behave otherwise no more ipad no more computer no more books no more toys for the rest of the week uh, and then you could see that kind of moment of terror in the girl's eyes, like it clicked. She was caught. She was guilty, red-handed. And in her fear, she ran away from mom. And from the other side of the table, she looked up at her. And this is what I remember the most. She said, uh, but mommy, I thought that you loved me. See, that's a confusion of law and gospel. Uh, Thinking that her mother's love was somehow contingent upon her behavior. Thinking that because her mom had spoken a a word of law and punishment, that that must mean that her mom didn't love her anymore. Uh, The truth is, though, that we do that all of the time in our lives. Uh, Many of us have been there. Uh, and, And when we're there, we tend to have one of two reactions when we make the gospel dependent upon God's law. We have one of two reactions. The first is a reaction of fear or despair, just like that little girl. And Maybe you've been there. You have read God's law. Maybe it happened this morning as you heard those Ten Commandments and as you reflect honestly in your life, you begin to realize, wow, I, I have fallen short. I, I, I have had other gods. I've, I haven't put God first in my life, but lately he's been like 10th or 11th and I, I haven't always listened to the rules. I, I haven't prayed and turned to him as I should. I, I haven't come to worship to receive his gifts like he would long for me to do and I have fallen short, and, and in those moments, sometimes one of our reactions is, is to live in fear, to think, well, how could God love me after everything I've done? He can't be happy with me. Uh, he can't forgive me, not, not me. Uh, one of the reactions we have is when we make the gospel dependent upon the law and our keeping of it is we live in fear or despair. We, we give up. Uh, the other reaction we have is pride. Uh, maybe you had this reaction. You read the Ten Commandments and you thought to yourself, I'm doing pretty good. I don't have any idols on my shelves at home. I haven't murdered anyone, haven't committed adultery. Life is good, and we pat ourselves on the back. But, but all we're doing then is taking credit uh, for a free gift that is ours by faith. Anytime we think that God must love us and, and forgive us because of what we've done, uh, we're claiming credit for a gift that is solely free. And So when we make the gospel dependent on the law, we either react in pride or fear. It's important to keep those separate. Uh, The other confusion that happens with law and gospel is is the other important thing to keep in mind is knowing when to speak each one, knowing when to speak the law and when to speak the gospel. And one helpful way to think about it is to know that the law always comes before the gospel. And uh, here's an example. Uh, A a while back at my last church, I was sitting in my office when uh, a young man came in uh, who was really struggling in his service and his personal life at, at the church. And he didn't know if he was doing a good job in his service, in his ministry. He was really struggling. He, he thought he wasn't living up to, to God's calling in that ministry. Um, you could tell he was really broken by it, and, and that reflected in his personal life, too. He wasn't sure if he was doing the kinds of things God would want him to do, and, and he was hurting and questioning. And, and, and in that moment, the law had done its work on him. And so what he needed to hear was, was not more rules, was not more law. What he needed to hear was not pray harder, trust more vigorously, believe more earnestly, uh, give it another shot, do better next time. No, he was already in that place of despair. The law had already come first and, and broken him down and what he needed to hear in that moment was the pureness of the gospel, well, it was to hear God loves you no matter what and he forgives you and he's always going to be there for you. The other uh, uh, a problem comes in when uh, we are living content in our sin and those of you who are parents uh, maybe you can remember when your children were there uh, I can remember being there as a child when you are doing something you know you shouldn't do uh, and yet you're pretty happy to keep on doing it right and maybe you parents you can remember a time when your kids were fin- finger painting on the wall with one hand and hitting their little brother or sister with the other hand and they think this is great um, and, and they see no problem with what they're doing. And, and what your child needed to hear at that moment uh, wasn't for you to come up to them and say, wow, I love you, I forgive you, right? What they needed to hear then was the law. What they needed then was to be convicted, uh, to feel their guilt, to feel the weight of that coming down on them. And, and that's how it is for us when we are content in our sin to think, I'm, I'm doing fine, I don't need God, I'm, I'm good, That's when we need the law, the crushing blow, the the hammer of God to come down on us, to strike us guilty, to empty us of our own self-righteousness, to kill us of our sin, to condemn us. Uh, We need that law, though, but only so that God can come and, and in our emptiness fill us up and in our brokenness put us back together. We need the law to see how bad we are so that we can see how good God truly is. We, we need the law to show us the depth of our problem so that we can begin to see that, that God's gospel goodness goes even deeper than we could ever imagine. That's the good news of the gospel. When I was at that coffee shop and, and that little uh, girl looked up at her mom and said, but mommy, I, I thought that you loved me. Uh, You know, that mom did probably what many of you parents uh, would do. She could see the hurt in her child's eyes. She knew that her child knew she was guilty and and had been caught red-handed. And so she walked up to her little girl, and she picked her up, and she held her in her arms, and she said, I do love you, and I'll always love you, no matter what. You see, that's gospel love, a no-strings-attached kind of love, a love that isn't contingent or dependent upon behavior, a love that says, I am going to be there no matter what. (laughs) That's gospel love. Gospel love doesn't negate the law. It doesn't say the law isn't important. It's just not contingent upon it. That's gospel love. Uh, A a number of years ago, uh, there was a, a commercial, and I don't know why this stuck with me. I have no idea what the commercial was about uh, but the commercial took place at, at a children's backyard birthday party. And in the middle of, of the yard was a pinata. And throughout the beginning of the commercial, uh, you saw the children walk up to the pinata and, and take swing after swing. They put the blindfold on, spin around three times, be handed a stick, and line up and whack that pinata as hard as they could. But, but none of the kids were able to open it. And, and pretty soon the frustration and the determination mounted and the kids were pulling the blindfolds off and they are whacking this piñata with everything they have and yet it's still not breaking. Uh, so, so finally then the, the dad walks up, one of the kid's parents, and, and he puts the blindfold on and he spins around three times and they give him the stick in his hand and he lines up, uh, eyes closed, and he whacks that piñata and, and wouldn't you know it, on the very first time the thing bursts open, and and the candy goes everywhere, and the kids jump in, and there is more candy, more goodness than they could ever imagine eating. And you see, that's how I think it is with God's good news gospel. You and I have taken our wax at the law, uh, thinking that we are strong enough, we are able enough that we can do it, but we can't. (laughs) And so God comes in, our Heavenly Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, and and He puts to death sin and Satan uh, and and death once and for all. And He does something that we were never able to do, live that perfectly obedient life. And He is able to be what we cannot be, a Savior. And we, His children, are the ones who just get to dive in and, and take the goods for ourselves. More goodness, more mercy, more grace, more love than we could ever imagine That's the gospel. See, brothers and sisters, as as Christians, we strive and struggle to keep God's law because it's his will for us and it's good for us and for our communities and our neighborhoods. But even as we struggle and strive, we rest easy in the goodness of God's love, knowing that it can't be earned or deserved. It's there for those who are empty and broken, for those who are dead in their trespasses and sins. And it comes to make us alive, Declare us free and put us back together again. In Jesus' name, amen.